Hello and welcome to Portraits of Clongos, a podcast series that takes you on a journey into the lives of former pupils of Clongos Wood College. My name is Rossa McDermott, and in this podcast series, we will speak with alumni from Clongos to hear their first-hand accounts of the transformative impact this school has had on their lives. Owen Halpin started in Clongos in 1972 and was one of seven brothers to attend the school over the years. Owen grew up in Drogheda originally, is an archaeologist and based in the Mourns. Owen Halpin, welcome to Portraits of Clongos. Thanks very much, Ross. Delighted to be here, I'd have to say. Looking forward to it. And the first question I have, and everybody's faced with the same question, what memories do you have of CWC? Yeah, um, I tried hard not, and that this is a dreadful thing to say, I tried hard not to listen to all the other people who had been on this. Once I knew that I was coming on, I thought, now what, what actually were my memories of Congos? Yeah. Uh, and I suppose I would have to say that my memories of Congos can be divided into two separate periods. Um, the period from rudiments to poetry and then my period in rhetoric in sixth year. And I would have to say hand on heart that my period from first year rudiments to fifth year was predominantly endurance. And I, t- I say that because um, I didn't actually get on very well with authority and I struggled with authority. Uh, quite a bit when I was in Clongos. And that took the form of this idea, and I don't want to be getting terribly technical here, but this idea that just because you're a Jesuit or just because you're in a, you're in a position of authority means that I must respect you. Mm. And I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't handle that. I felt, uh, even as a, as a 12-year-old or a 13-year-old or whatever I was when I, when I first went to Clongos, I was quite happy to respect people, provided I thought that they respected me. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's terribly, <laughs> that's terribly, um, that's very brave of you. Uh, I don't know. That's very brave of you at that age. Yeah. Yeah. I, I couldn't, I couldn't understand, Ross. I couldn't understand the rules. Yeah. The rules just, I just, I just, I mean, what, what was this whole nonsense about, you know, <laughs> the third line boundaries going from the top of one mm. steps to the bottom of the other to the door of the swimming pool? Couldn't understand that couldn't understand the idea that if you stepped out of line, there was an automatic punishment brought on, you know? Yeah. And the punishment meted out, I thought, eh, it didn't worry me at all, you know, mm. pandy bats, I, you know. Um, but but I just couldn't understand that, 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 that the, first, the first sort of port of call was, you know, when in doubt, pandy the guy. And don't find, <laughs> don't, don't try and understand anything, you know, just, just go for him. And, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do know. It's surprising um, me, given my recollection, because we started together. Uh, I would never have thought that because you were always a self-confident, authoritative kind of figure. And I never would have thought that you had been your opinionated in the best sense were very confident. And I would have been a shrieking violet. In yeah, the, first well, year. The, the thing that got me through was my ability to be sporty. Yeah. So so I found when I went to Clangos that no matter what I turned my hand to in terms of sport, you could do I it. happened to be uh, relatively good at. Yeah. Uh, rugby, obviously, uh, Gaelic, soccer, basketball, anything, any, anything team sporty and anything that involved a ball, I was your man. Yeah. And that got me through. 
I, I, don't get me wrong either, Ross. I wasn't unhappy in Clongwells. Mm. I mean, you know, as you said, I had, I had uh, brothers. I had when I, when I went to first when I went to Rudiments, I had Kieran in sixth Kieran, year. Sixth year, yeah. I had uh, Ronan. Uh, I think he was in syntax at the time, yeah. and myself. Yeah. But I'll tell you, the, the, the story I still tell to people, I have two stories I still tell to people. One is that back in the day when I was in rudiments and there was no such thing as cell phones and whatever <laughs> else, you know, if, if, my, if your parents rang the school to tell you something or other, you know, it, you got a message. And I happened to be the one who got the message that the, the parents weren't coming down the following weekend or something. you know. Right. And I was asked to go tell Kieran. Yeah. All right. So Kieran. So Kieran was up in the sixth year block, right? Yeah. I had to go to the third line prefect to get written approval to leave my bounds. That's right. I had to go to the lower line prefect to get permission to pass through the lower line bounds. And I had to get permission from the higher line prefect to be in the higher line. Jeez, checkpoint Charlie. Yeah, it was, it was. Um, and by the time I got, now I, I was only about, I was a wet week in Clangers when this yeah. happened. And I remember getting up and knocking on Kieran's door. And as soon as Kieran opened the door, <laughs> I burst into tears. <laughs> because not only did I have to give him the message that the get parents were coming down the following weekend, but I had to get back <laughs> back, back into into safe territory yeah. in the third line, you know. It yeah, see, people just... people forget that on. I mean, in our time, as if we're dinosaurs, that whole uh, demarcation was quite serious. Yeah. I didn't remember it as well as you did because I didn't have brothers, so I never slipped outside the third line area intentionally. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. but it's very yeah. clear that six years came down those six year stairs if they weren't sneaking to top open messing beds on a Friday night. That's uh, it. But you never went up there. You never dared go to lower line uh, yeah, rec room when you were in third line. You just went to the ref, came home with your yeah. own. We had our own third line toilets in those yeah. days. Yeah, yeah. And I remember yeah, when absolutely. we went to grammar, we had to share the lower line toilets. And you wouldn't know what Shanda or these guys would do to you yeah. if they saw you going yeah. in. I tell you, you know, it was all. The other thing that struck me too, just this, this is in, in, in reflection. And I, I'm not altogether sure that it, it might be an adult looking back on a childhood yeah. time. We were in Clangles at the back end of the 60s and the early 70s. Yeah. And there was serious uh, social things happening outside Clangles. Yeah. I vividly remember a lot, of the, a lot of the guys up the line. Now, this wouldn't have been in rudiments, but maybe grammar or syntax. A lot of the, the guys in sixth year were suddenly bringing the outside world into Clangles. Yeah. And outside trauma and outside trouble and things were happening in the world. You know, the whole the whole early 70s where uh, youth was beginning to rebel yeah. as, as, uh, as, as much as youth ever rebelled in Ireland back yeah. in the 70s. Yeah. But that starts to leak into Clongos. And I don't think the Jesuits handled that particularly well. I don't think I they understood think- what was going on because if you look at the dress code... <laughs> Oh, well, yeah. Tongonians, those early 70 years, God, it was a mess until 77, yeah. 78, which is attributed to either Phil Fogarty or Mick Shield, who yeah. brought back some of the older values. And in fact, doing research, the 1972 or 71 Tongonian for rhetoric, they actually had to, didn't publish the picture because I think the guy showed up in all sorts of protest T-shirts and glasses yeah. and, and yeah. the picture yeah. couldn't be published. Yeah, I know. I'm I misremembering. Or was there was there a strike? I, may, I, I do remember that the, the school gathered outside the front of the castle for some reason. Yeah. I don't know what we were protesting about. <laughs> or whether, I don't know. 
Am I misremembering that? You could, no, I, well, I can't. I can't for definite recall. But I do remember there was uh, the times there were the early years weren't as uh, smooth running as uh, no, the next no, few years. They weren't, and I think that the problem to me was this: this whole, you know, this whole idea that that uh, that youth automatically respected authority. Yeah, I think uh, I, I went out with didn't go out the window, but it was an effort to. Rebel against that. Rebel is quite a strong word, but you know what I'm saying. Oh, protest you know, to make things back. known. Yeah, and you can tell even by the long hair that people were wearing, refusing yeah. to cut their hair, and the casual clothes, the dress code was. Yeah, I do remember that vaguely. Yeah. Even though we were told to wear ties and everything from we as electron men, we couldn't argue, but we could yeah. see things around. And I'd say the Jesuits probably didn't fully understand the day-to-day consequences that no, we were feeling. No, they didn't. I think because a lot of the Jays who were in Clongos when we were there, they went through their their formation in a period where yeah. the fact that you were a Jesuit automatically elicited respect from right. pupils. Right. Automatically. Yeah. There was right. no, you know, I would say, no, I, I haven't talked to Dermot particularly about this, you know, but I suspect in his day, but I would have thought that there was a certain element of respect regardless yeah. because it was Clongos, because they were Jesuits, etc. But for my period of Clongos, up to fifth year, it was all pushback. And you say uh, rhetoric was different for you? Yeah, because I had serious uh, difficulties right through my, my early Clongo's years with with um, with the headmaster. Yeah, And I, I regularly was up in front of him and I was regularly <laughs> threatened with expulsion and I was regularly yeah. threatened with the parents coming down and dibbling all else. And when I went into sixth year, my ver- within about three weeks, I got a I got a message to come up and see the headmaster, and yeah. I thought to myself, "Oh, here we go again." <laughs> yeah. You know, same old, same as. And again, I can't remember. I can't remember where the previous headmaster was, but Phil Fogarty had his office up in the castle. That's you know, right. up at the just yeah. in front of the window there. Yeah, I don't think the previous headmaster had it up there, but I can't remember. And I knocked on the door, and I got this, you know, enter, uh, and in I go, and. There's this man sitting behind a desk, smoking a pipe, pipe. completely relaxed. Yeah. And he says to me, uh, uh, Owen Halpin. And I said, yeah, yeah, yes, sir. The usual, yes, sir. Or yes, father. He said, sit down there now and we'll have a chat. And I sat down and for the first time in my Congo's career, I felt like I was being treated not as an equal, but I was being treated as somebody who had an opinion. Mm. A valid and opinion, who, yeah. And, and he wants to hear what I had to say. Yeah. And that was probably the biggest eye opener for me. Yeah. This man who was in charge of this school wanted to hear what I had to say. You know, he wasn't asking me anything. He just wanted to know why I was still in trouble. But that's yeah. now that's now the you know there. Yeah. You know? And and allied to that, suddenly there was a highline prefect who who had an open door policy. Yeah. Which was unheard of. Unheard of, right, yeah. and that you could knock on this guy's door, this McShield. You could knock on this guy's door, and you could go in and you could talk to a mano, a mano, as yeah. opposed to tipping the forelock or going in to get pandied or you know in trouble. Yeah. You know, I don't think I stepped into a prefect's room in my entire life up to fifth year, up to sixth year, without being, be without being in trouble. <laughs> yeah, and and suddenly there were adults who treated me as an adult. Mm. And that was just a game changer, an absolute game changer. Yeah, Michael and Phil were very different people, God rest for them. He he brought a different ethos, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. 
yeah. mean, I was Tigger and I were caught fifty last day, fifth year after lights out down the main car. God knows what we were doing, but we were caught by uh, Percy Winder, who passed us on to uh, our senior, our hardline prefect, who was Mick and I was yeah. invited to Milltown. Uh, if I didn't apologize, I would be expelled. And all, all we were doing was talking. I said, Michael. And then he said, well, if you pay a 25p fine, you come back. So I paid the fine. <laughs> so I won't tell your parents. But after that, then he put my room opposite his in rhetoric. So I was door opposite and he controlled me and calmed me down. And I got to run the place after that. But there, yeah. if there'd be another way with uh, Chris Murphy or other people who were just uh, working off the penny bat, it would have been yeah. very different. Yeah, no, absolutely. It completely transformed uh, my... Your way of thinking. My, suddenly when I look back in Clongos now, if, if I didn't have that sixth year, my, my, my whole experience of Clongos would have been entirely different. That's remarkable. I, I would never have thought that I put one. It down to, I put it down to Phil Fogarty, aided and abetted by, by Mick Shield. That's remarkable. Um, I wouldn't have thought that at all. And knowing you, you as know, I do. And if I asked you what, what positive disciplines or good things you got out of the place, would you have any? Um, well, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I don't know really. Um, my post Clongos experience, um, uh, you know, without getting too technical, I I went off after Clongos uh, to um, the Novitiate. Yeah. Uh, so my post Clongos, my immediate post Clongos period was was into the Novitiate. Yeah. A Jesuit Novitiate. Yeah. And that was based very largely on my experience of Phil Fogarty and Mick Shield and and my admiration for the way those two people live their lives. Yeah. Now, I, uh, I, I didn't last very long. I didn't last very long. I lasted the year. Yeah. But, so my post-Congos experience probably merged into that and that had significant sort of influence on me. So to try and extract Congos uh, out of, uh, you know, the novitiate was a bit difficult. Uh, yeah. I would have to say... Um, my experience of Clongos was one of 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 uh, I, I I thoroughly enjoyed it, mm. uh, but it was primarily I thoroughly enjoyed it because I got to play every sport under the sun. Yeah, which you were good at, um, huh? Which you were also good at. Yeah, every well, I, 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 thankfully, thankfully, yeah. I don't know what I would have done yeah. had I not been. You know? <laughs> 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 I had wonderful experiences. I, yeah. you know, I was honoured. I was honoured to to have captained the. The, the junior cup team and then yeah. I got on the senior cup team in my in my fifth year and then I captained the senior cup team in my sixth year and then I went on to play representative rugby in, in UCD and That's you know, right, all yeah. of that is yeah. all you know great I mean, you know by the time I, I got say, to UCD you were one of the big names in UCD rugby <laughs> Yeah, no, no. I well again, and 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 that was that was. I mean, you know, when I was in the Jays, I went off and I played rugby with Clontarf. Wow. And that yeah. year, that year, Manresa, where it was, what was that like? Was just that continuation was, that, of school? Yeah, that was or not? seriously intense. Well, that okay. was that, that was seriously intense. That, I mean, and when when I say that to people, they automatically think, "I wish you were just trying to extend the Clongos thing." Yeah, and that sort of annoys me a bit. Yeah, because because too flippant. It, 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 yeah, it it wasn't a decision easily taken, and it it was a year of. Fairly full on, you know, they, it isn't a case of, you know, oh, come on in, lads, we'll make a J out of you. So was you there, the Tony there, Brendan there, was it together? Yeah, Tony, I mean, well, yeah, t- t- uh, Tony was there, Brendan was there, um, Niall Sweeney was there. Was Niall Sweeney there? He was, yeah. You know, people that, that you wouldn't necessarily, well, you know, I, I, would, have, I would have expected Tony and I certainly, well, when I say I would have expected Tony, Tony and myself obviously had, had chatted, had chatted mm. about it, you know. Yeah. 
And um, I remember actually uh, being called into Mick Shields' office in the latter, the summer, the summer uh, term in Clongos and being asked to have a chat with Brendan Rumley. Yeah. And, and myself and Brendan went off for a walk and Brendan, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily be that close to Brendan, but, you know, he said, oh, and I'm thinking of joining the Jays. What do you think? And Mick tells me, you know, that, that you're, I'm so, yeah, we had a great chat. And it was one of those, you know, it was an adult conversation about, yeah. about uh, you know, a, a, a vocation and what it means to have a vocation. You know, you know. so I, again, the, 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 the whole Manresa thing was very much a, a year out. It basically, the first year in, in, in the novitiate is all about making a decision. And it's, you know, so you spend a year. And if you if you can't make a decision in a year, then <laughs> you know? and my decision was to leave, and it was it was apart from marrying my wife, it was uh, it was the best decision I ever made. In the right to leave, it, yeah. you know. I remember Brendan but, taking me around the hotline track the, the last day of uh, my poetry. His he was going to leave me honestly, and he broke the news to me, and I'd sat beside him for years, being close to him. Mm. I never would have twigged it, but when he told yeah. me the story, he was so convincing, committed. And decisive, yeah. you knew he didn't have any doubts at all. It was amazing yeah. to hear him. God rest him. God uh, rest him is right. A wonderful guy. And when, yeah. I mean, I mean, I, you know, uh, I got obviously I got to know him in an abyssiate, and then he, but he went on, and then he, he he very rapidly through his formation, he went off to, to South America, to, to uh, South America, wherever yeah. he went. Yeah, yeah. So sort of lost track with him, but yeah, no, uh, absolute gentleman, you know, absolute yeah. gentleman. And is there any people that stand out? Uh, uh, good or bad then during your time that you remember? Uh, who are we talking about? Are we talking about uh, teachers, the boys or or, uh, teachers or anything remarkable that uh, most people say radar. Most people say radar. Ladies, Jays and boys. You remember they yeah, were the line yeah, The line out, yeah. The front, the middle, and the back. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, there's a certainly one of the standout teachers, definitely Brendan Cullen, geography. Yeah. Still, still one of my heroes. I met him at one of the one of the uh, reunions, yeah. recent reunions there, and uh, I gave him a huge hug. Yeah. And I thought, you know, because it, I, I, people say, "Oh, yeah, you remember your teachers," but I'm not altogether sure that they're told often enough yeah. how important they were yeah. and how much they they were appreciated. I hate a situation where you know you hear somebody's dead and think, "Oh God, you know, he yeah, was, he was a great man. He was a great man, yeah. or he was yeah. she was a great woman." Too late. Go and tell the bloody woman or the man, you Correct. know, how great they are when they're alive, when they can appreciate it. Correct, <laughs> yeah. When they're gone. Yeah. So I, was, I was delighted. I was delighted to be able to do that. Um, I'd lo- I I'd tell you who I had loads of time for in Clang was uh, Augie Doggy uh, O'Donnell. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who, 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 who ran in his youth. He ran Radio Vatican, Vatican Radio yeah, that's right, in yeah. Rome. Yeah. And, and Charlie O'Connor. Yeah, who who looked after the swimming pool? Who yeah. was uh, the Jesuit uh, provincial at one stage? And and I thought, you know, they're they are people living their faith. You know, yeah, that a man who used to be you know Jesuit provincial, the O'Connor Don, yeah, it ends up you know swillying out uh, the swimming pool for a load of uh, twelve or thirteen year old kids. And spent and years advocating for the beatification of John Sullivan. Yeah. You know, but he was a quiet man I, I, himself, so they're, Charlie. They're, they're, they were they were definitely um, good men, yeah, and quite quite obviously living 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 their living their faith, you know, yeah. um, and, and, vows, and showing yeah. us if we only bother to look. <laughs> you know? And then and then there are others there are others who quite clearly shouldn't have been there. Yeah, 
and they knew them, some of them left owners, you know, uh, yeah. older than us, and they they knew they shouldn't be there in time. Yeah, told that to them because they, yeah. there was yeah. some frustration or anger, or they weren't suited for it, and they were difficult people. I say with a small D, like we'd all be if you're in the wrong place, at the wrong time, yeah. you shouldn't yeah. be there. Yeah, no, I think I think there were people who were a square peg and round hole, <laughs> and that 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 goes that goes for Jesuits, and it all equally goes for a lot of the boys. Yeah. And God, help, uh, you know, I remember I remember people struggling in Clongos and, you know, I mean, I, and, and I also, you know, it, it wasn't but for the grace of God, but I just remember being so thankful that I was one of the lucky ones that had a certain kudos because I was, uh, you know, was good at sports or I was, I was relatively popular, you know. I just thought, what, what would it have been like to have been one of the poor bucks who, who, who wasn't? I'll and tell you, so I'll tell you someday what it was like. <laughs> No, I found it tough in many ways. I had no brothers. So the, yeah. up to Christmas in Rudiments, it was tough. I'd say it was grammar before I settled down. I wasn't looking forward to going back. I wasn't yeah. going to sport initially. I was a bit tubby. I was a bit slow. And yeah. it took me a while yeah. to get. And we used to look up to guys like you who had it all sussed. And now you tell yeah. me you didn't. No, no, no. <laughs> the, the bottom line with most people who appeared to have it sussed in Congress were they were just the ones who managed to keep their heads relatively above the water. Yeah. You know? I suspect, Ross, there were very few people in rudiments and grammar who were, you know, happy with a capital H. Yeah, you're probably right. You know what I mean? Yeah. There were those who survived. Yeah. Uh, there were those who didn't survive. Yeah. Even the guys who stayed in Clongos didn't survive rudiments and grammar. I, yeah. I think there are people going around now who, who, who are carrying the Clongos experience as a burden. Without you know? doubt. Without doubt. I'm just so thankful that, that um, I got through it um, and I got through it because I was sporty. I had no idea what I was, because I certainly wasn't bloody um, <laughs> academic. Um, but uh, I got through it because I was sporty. Mm. Um, sorry, just to go back one stage. I, rem- I remember being really um, respectful of the, thir- the third line prefix. Now, Dayton, when I study prefix, now I'm talking. Yeah. So I don't know who you had. I had Niall Barry. Yeah. Um, Bobby and- Barr. Robert you had Bobby Barr, Barr yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> and I know Tim. I know Peter Cronin was was. Yeah. Oh, I was in Rudiments Four, yeah. so I had Niall Barry, and and oh, Rudiments Three, I think, was was Peter Cronin, and then there was Bobby Barr. I can't remember who the who the could have been Horsey Shane. Was it John Shane? Could have been. Yeah. Could have been. Yeah. And I remember thinking. I remember thinking. If I ever get. If I ever get to Niall Barry's situation, I want to. I hope that I'll be as nice. To, yeah. the, to, to the guys and lo and behold the, the, the turn of fate when I got to fifth year I was made uh, third line pre- third line study prefect wow. and myself and Jonathan Kyo used to take um, third line the kids in third line yeah and uh, I just remember being there and thinking I I want to be like Niall Barry to me yeah. you know what I mean I want to be that guy um, to these guys because it made a huge difference to be able to look up to somebody further up the line yeah. and, and not be afraid of them. You know, not to be fearful of somebody just because they happen to be in fifth year or sixth year or whatever it was, you know. I was envious of being in Nidler's Rudolph's Four because Robert was so serious. And yeah, Nidler, Nidler yeah I remember like that. Crack. I remember people Nidler saying that. Like yeah. good crack. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, Niall was great. Yeah. I, I don't know ever what happened to him. I don't know whether yeah, the man's still alive or dead or what yeah, the hell. Was. I don't know where he... But I mean, I I, 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 I got very friendly, obviously, with, with uh, Tim Cronin because yeah. of the, the rugby. 
Well, um, and, and and being being in fifth year when he was in sixth year mm. uh, on that team that allowed me an in to the to to the guys ahead of me. You yeah, know, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, and they, you know, once you get to, as a man says, once you get to know them, they're great. <laughs> <laughs> they're not that scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, they're human beings. They all had their own foibles. They all had their own ups and downs. But yeah. you know, because of the because of the the the, the horizontal division in Congo, right. You know that the lines, which are an absolute disaster. Yeah. Um, and now, now apparently there's houses which, yeah, which don't. You know, brilliant it's idea. Kind of vertical, yeah. Vertical yeah. structure. The, ver- the vertical division is yeah. so much more sensible okay, and so yeah. much more humane. Yeah. Than the horizontal line, you know. And piece of music that bring you back down. Oh yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't I, say I, super I, drop. You'd be yeah, shocked. Yeah, no, I have two. <laughs> One is. Do you remember? Oh, Reverend? loving you. Yeah. And and the reason the reason that comes back is because I shared a cube with uh, a cubicle uh, with Dara. Yeah. When, so when I was in syntax, Dara was in grammar, yeah. and we shared one of those double cubes. Yeah. And I remember coming back one late night from something. I don't ask me what it was, but um, and I had a little transistor radio. That's right. And I, and I I wasn't <laughs> I didn't have an earphone, so I, put, <laughs> I used to put the the radio underneath the pillow yeah. and then lie on the pillow and yeah. you can listen to the radio under the, under the pillow. And we used to listen to Radio Luxembourg. That's right. And and uh, and Loving You was was the hit of that year. And it just, every time I hear that, I just go back to the shared cubicle with Dara yeah. in, 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 in Syntax. And then the other one was uh, Ned McQuaid <laughs> came back from Christmas at some stage in, in sixth six year in, in rhetoric. And he brought back a tape of Rumours, Fleetwood Mac. And that was played endlessly <laughs> in the six-year block. Um, and you could hear it everywhere. And so every time I hear The Chain or whatever, or, or whatever those, 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 those classic hits from Rumours. having fun and all um, that, yeah. Uh, it, that brings me straight back to, to sitting in the six-year block looking out the window. Great memories, great memories. And in a word, Owen... Good or bad? Your experience in Clongos? Uh Good experience, yes. Uh, uh, despite, but uh, one word would be uh, enjoyment. Enjoyment. I enjoyed my time in Clongos. But I, I again just emphasising what I said before. Yeah. Uh, through the rose tinted glasses of sixth year, had I left in fifth year, or had my year stopped in fifth year, my Clongos stopped the year previously, I probably the word probably would have been endured. Owen Halpin, thank you for joining me on Portraits of Clongos. Mm-hmm.